Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Excellent. Very sleepy morning for some reason. Yeah, it's, it's are you having having trouble getting going, getting a little yeah. little pep in your step. A little pep. I need a little pep. I think um my morning routine is normally to take a thousand steps with my dog. Right. Um so yeah, the maybe I maybe I need a little pep pup. A little pep pup to get me going. Oh, a little pep pup. It's, it's, uh, wink, bring, bringing you in a little, a little cup of coffee on a little tray. Oh, my God. That would be so magical. I'd love that if Wink brought me a little cup of coffee. Are you, are you, I forget, your, your coffee? Or you just drink, like, you bathe in nicotine? What's your morning routine? I bathe in nicotine. So I'll wake up, I'll eat 20 cigarettes, <laughs> just, just raw straight from the pack. Yeah. Um, I've heard that's the of, best. And then, yeah. It is the best way. It really sort of kickstarts your digestive tract yeah. in in a really cool and fun way that's definitely good for you and not in any way bad for you. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of immerse myself fully in a in a in a tank of coffee for about three or four hours, and that's that's my usual morning routine. Is it piping or lukewarm? What's your what's your vat set to? Oh, it's it's piping. It's it's it's. You, steaming in there it's like a coffee sauna yeah you come out your whole body except for your head is just a, like a bright red just yeah really like beetroot red it's it's quite the way to start that's what you i mean i'm not saying i'm not telling you how you should live your life but i think that that that's maybe you could at least the coffee dunk would probably get you going in the morning i think what do you think if a gin appeared <laughs> i'm listening and he said, you have three wishes. Or no. Wait, no, he's very specific, this movie, that I don't need, oh, anyone, get, they just get one. And if you spent your wish on a giant, what do you want? A giant mug or you want it just right in the bath? Oh, I mean, a giant mug that could sort of double as a, a bath, bathtub kind of situation would be ideal. Okay. And I would struggle. I think the I think the gin would struggle to to turn that one round on me and kill me with it. To be fair, like that's pretty. I want a very large drinking vessel, please, Mister Gin. Yeah, I mean these are. I think the he was a little nicer this movie. This is when will it end? Joined by Drew. Hi. And we're halfway through the hmm. I guess I could just call it the Wishmaster verse. It's pretty long. What about just the Jin verse? I think the Jin verse has got a good, a good ring to it. Yeah. Or I could do the the Mara Mahara. What is it? The Mahara Mazda. The Ahura Mazda verse. They used to call it the Mazda verse. The, Mazda, some... the Stone of the yeah. Secret Fire verse. Yes. <laughs> the Opal verse. The Opal verse. I think I like the the Jin verse. The Jin verse is nice. Um. Yeah. So what what do you um. We're doing halfway through the gin verse, and wow, this is this is a franchise. And baby, let me tell you, this franchise has got legs and wheels. It's got roller skates on. This oh, we're going places. This movie, Charles, this goddamn movie, just a joy, an actual joy. Yeah, love it. It's so. Wait, this is you watched it three times in the last I, three days, or did? 
it it sort of turned out to be more of a kind of 2.3 times like i i watched it a couple of times and then i had it on one evening as i was laying in my bed because i just wanted to fully saturate myself with with that beautiful red radiant light from the uh the opal of uhura mazda yeah yeah um i feel like it, when's your when's your birthday i feel like that's a good birthday present Replica. Oh, my birthday was was last month. Yeah, it was uh, the twelfth of August. Twelfth so of August. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's actually good. I think this might take me more than if you said, "Oh, it's just if if it's in a couple days." I don't think I could turn that around. But if I have a whole year to get you a replica of the fire opal, oh my god! What if it turns out to be the real one, though? Like, what if what if you have to <laughs> rob an art gallery to obtain it? <laughs> so we we were talking last episode about how how could they possibly the gin was released in such a specifically technological way we were con, we were you know we thought lasers mm-hmm. would have to come back mm-hmm. i think they solved that problem beautifully the uh so the opening is a bunch of cool hooded techno dancing well they were i i just imagined a whole life for them i do feel like they spent a lot of time in in 90s clubs there's definitely uh, there could definitely be a prequel film about just the the art the art heist people and it would be very like hackers. Yeah, exactly. They'd all have like names like Zero Cool and like, right, whatever <laughs> and like yeah. <laughs> There'd be lots of cutting, lots of cool green light, probably bathing uh-huh. in green light. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of smoking, lots of smoking. Do you think maybe that's why they are enemies? Because the Jin lives in a world of fire opal red and these ecstasy dropping um hold on i'm uh i'm trying to sound cool what else could what what is cool um scallywags cigarette eating cigarette eating is very cool scallywags yes scallywags yes they're they're um they bathe in the green light of the techno dance house Mm -hmm. while eating cigarettes uh and they're also scallywags so they this seems like the perfect enemy the green versus the red i feel like that's a Aesop fable, or um, I don't know, some some other age old, like biblical, pre biblical, pre biblical. Maybe you could even maybe say Persian. Sure, yeah, because that's sure that sure that's what the film that's what the that's where the film wants you to wants you to look to Persia. And I'm like, hey, I know nothing about that civilization, <laughs> so there may as well have been magic gems and stuff because like you know sure i'm an i'm I'm an uneducated lout everything i know about persia i learned (laughs) from playing prince of persia prince of yeah yeah see i never played that so i've just learned from (laughs) from wishmaster i don't know which is a better um if you're gonna have only one like we do and uh well at least in my country where i get no education. I could probably read about it myself, but mm-hmm. I don't know. History history doesn't entertain me. And I am a man of I'm a hedonistic man of pure entertainment, I've decided. Um but I think Prince of Persia or Wishmaster, which do you think is the better if you only had one educational um entry point to Persia? Mm-hmm. I mean it's got to it's gotta be Wishmaster for me. I mean yeah. uh, like for sure, everything I know about ancient Persia, I learned from from the jinn, or as he is referring to himself in this movie, the Wishmaster. He actually refers to himself yep. as the Wishmaster in this film, he, which is he incredible. goes for it. 
And he's also, his other name is Demarest. Is that, did I hear that right? Demarest? Yeah, so it's like Nathaniel Demarest is the the fella's face that he stole in the first movie. Oh. When he was, re, when he was reborn, you know, when, when the laser cracked the gem open. And whereas in this film, after escaping the gem, he just assumes Demarest's face. Yes. Which is confusing, but he must have just really liked that face. I mean, it's a great face. It's, it, it's very creepy in this film. There's a lot of sinister grinning. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's just, just got, loves that Demarest face. Fits like a glove. Mm. I really liked, I liked that. It's, in some ways, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I assume that if so, basically, so there there is an issue with this movie, mm. and it's I'm I'm not a nitpicker. I try not to be a nitpicker when I'm enjoying something. But the whole con, the whole conceit at the end of the first one was that time travel uh, exists, and mm-hmm. you can wish for a new universe. So her wish at the end was, I wish that that asshole fuck up wasn't a drunken bum which is such a great that was such a great way to end the movies like they played it up his he was hamming it up in the first one where he's like like shakily adding whiskey to his coffee and oh my god it's such a b movie ham ham fest it's so yeah specifically that the that person's arc in the first film is great because at the end of the film he's just like Okay, boss, and like yeah. not drunk at all, like, <laughs> yeah. and perfectly puts the statue down, not killing Ted Raimi. So that's fine. Yeah. Oh man, we didn't even talk about Ted Raimi's death. Mwah. Runner Beautiful. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, him, his whole, his whole thing was great. So, but we learned that through the power of wish, mm-hmm. you can basically just upend reality and sort of biff, biff world it, mm-hmm. and make a new space. So, this movie opens with a man for literally no reason wishing he was never born which i mean i'll take that back we as the audience don't understand his reasoning but it does make me wish again for the hackers prequel that's all about these this trio of hooded um art robbers exactly we need it uh before we get into the problem the fucking unbirthing special effect Mm -hmm. what do you think I was immediately reminded of a late 90s, early 2000s, like new metal music video, maybe mm. Chop Suey by System of a Down, or I don't know, maybe something by Static X. It had that, vo- or like a Linkin Park video. It felt, I mean, it was a very, it was a good, it had potential, but we didn't see, I wanted to see more body horror in him changing into a baby, but it was very much, yeah, yeah. New metal music video. That's a good point. I, I really liked it. It was so fucking weird and just mm. like, sh- yeah, it's like angular and shimmery. But yeah, you're right. It could have been way. I think that's, mm. I think what happened was this movie had some like goopy effects, like the gin erupting from the stone was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And there's one other one, which I want to talk about in detail, which was pretty cool. But yes, this movie is way lighter on gore mm. than the first one. And I think, the director would never have gone with shimmering, like unaged. Like he would have been like, "Oh, you would wish you'd never been born." Either, I don't know. Like it isn't a very. 
I mean, maybe his like mom shows up and sucks him back in. Or, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. what, he separates back into the sperm and egg, and he like, yeah, there's just a pile of goo on the floor, and <laughs> you know they could have they could have done that, or at least had him, you know, sort of almost implode and crumple down into like a little baby Benjamin, like rapid Benjamin Button style or something. But right, but they hey they made their choice. I, I suppose it did have a kind of like David Lynch lynchy kind of vibe to it as well it felt weird and and unsettling which is good because it would be pretty unsettling being changed back into well whatever being unmade so jesus yeah but yeah the big so the the big pro unfortunate nitpick i have with this whole movie is that that first wish which ultimately was a, a weird wish on the the screenwriter and the director because it resulted in a cool but uh like not the not the most interesting special effects. So it's like, why go with I wish I'd never been born? But then the ramifications of never having been born is that Morgana would never have fucking met him and care about him dying and the everything would have changed. And if if you establish that wishing for a different past can happen, then starting the movie with that way just sort of I don't know. It was a mild distraction the whole time that they went for that. They could have gone with anything. They could have gone with anything, but kind of what it says to me about the 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 film itself is like, oh, you thought you you thought you knew how this worked. This this ain't your this ain't your grandmama's wishmaster. The rules have all changed now because of it could got. <laughs> like it's chaos. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's that's a good way of of un, of like no longer needing to nitpick. Is that the gin maybe learned from? The first one, mm-hmm. and he found a way to un. So the wish is, I wish I'd never been born. To mm. to fulfill that, I do think you need to go back and mm-hmm. never have. You've never been born, but whatever. It's just a Wishmaster movie. It it was it was a fun way to start, and uh, yeah. And but I, so the I, I was just curious. I think they successfully found a new way to open the opal stone without lasers. What did what did you think of that opening scene? I really enjoyed it because, like, it's the perfect, like, it's almost like literally the Wishmaster and Morgana colliding in that, like, oh, now there you go, you two are involved. Like, there's no there's no messing about. It's like I, it's almost like he's he saved Morgana's life from within the opal, and then yes. it's like surprise. It's like. <laughs> really 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 enjoyed that yeah it's it's cool it's such a great i think it's the first one that that the tide of the main character is well established but she isn't actually the one that opens the stone she isn't the one that finds mm. the stone mm. she's sort of given the stone by her boss and then she hands it off to someone else so that tethering to her is not incredibly clear though in this mm. one it's like yeah she, he he fucking saved her life it's a very cool way to establish their connection. And I actually, I bought it a little bit more than the first one. It kind of speed runs that first part of the story that you kind of need to have where the Wishmaster's kind of involved with somebody and like giving them nightmares. And it's like, here you go. Bullet hits the gem, gem breaks, Wishmaster comes out, you're not dead. And we're off to the races. It feels like that's the... The, that's the kind of sort of it's it's the movie hurrying you through the door and going let's get going we've got lots of fun things to see on the way here so oh yeah oh yeah we <laughs> spend a, an inordinate amount of time in prison <laughs> yes we spent a lot of time in prison 
We need to spend time with our, our Kung Fu twins in jail. The Kung Fu twins. There's the, there's the first guy that the, uh, that the Wishmaster meets, Robert, who we, I'm sure we will get to in a bit, who's lawyer. It meets a, an, interesting, an interesting end. Um, but I love, the, it's almost, I always feel like that part, portion of the movie is like the gin's lunchtime. He's just like, I've, I'm going to confess to this crime right. so I can go to jail and I can eat lots of souls. There's going to be loads of desperate people there. Yeah, no, this movie really, um, it just, it, um, the first one I think was a lot of fun. I love it. And I think I might still like it a little more, but this mm-hmm. movie's like, well, we're going to make another one. Let's actually, let's figure out what, how this works and it's way mm. more logistical in some ways but not in like a boring way it just like really sets the the rules we get way more rules but in mm. a way that i think is is really fun he's got to collect a thousand souls this movie one thousand souls so yeah it's way more stress on this guy but he doesn't seem he, he doesn't seem stressed out he seems pretty he seems to have it in hand he, he's got a very relaxed approach to you know gruesomely tricking people into murdering themselves with wishes, which he seems to really enjoy. I, I feel it's, it's his, his enjoyment of it is infectious. It comes across in the film. Yeah. Yes. Do you think... So, are we supposed to... Like, if you were a djinn... Also, I have a friend... I might have to beep out every time I say the word djinn. Mm-hmm. I was over at Mike's house last night. He's, he's been on the pod before. And I was telling him about the Wishmaster series. And he has a very serious rule that the word gin cannot be uttered in his home. Ooh. So how did that go down? Did you have was he did he have to sort of perform an incantation to cleanse the space after he'd said the word gin or No, he he just sort of made meek like ah noises whenever I said it until I stopped saying it. Wow. Gins are powerful. They are powerful. They're scary. So like we get yeah, we get the the nice, like, yeah, they brought it up in the first one. We get, like, the fucking Aladdin genie, who's this nice guy. Mm-hmm. It's just Robin Williams, a little mm-hmm. coked out freak oh, yeah. who's really likes you. Mm. And then, yeah, we can set him free. But this guy, like, this guy sucks. This is a, this is a terror. And it's uh, really funny that it's such a different story when, you know, if you, if you're at a rebel lamp, you know, you rebel lamp, mm-hmm. an old Persian lamp, and... Mm. You get three wishes, and that's it. And that sounds mm-hmm. fucking awesome. This movie's like, not only do you get three wishes, all of them will backfire, and the third one unleashes hell on earth. Like, that's such a different relationship to, to getting your wishes granted. It's almost like the Jin's getting his wishes granted in the end with the whole, you know, fiery apocalypse on earth thing. It, 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 and it also it feels like he's, he's, he gives less of a fuck about, like, hiding his motives he just seems very gleefully collecting souls he wants to get the job done he wants to go to places with high concentrations of people that will make lots of wishes and it's it feels it's almost like his his it's his celebration it's his coming out party he's like oh let me let me take the spotlight again for this one guys thank you yeah and it's 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 i think that's great because you know he spent thousands of years in the opal he busts out in 1997, and then he gets out like one year later. He must be, I don't know, that's like, wow. He must have been like settling in mm-hmm. for another 3,000 years. And he just gets to bust right out again a year later. It's like almost no time has passed for him. So I think, yeah, he's ready for the spotlight. I think 
He doesn't even need much t- planning time. He's seen this, the shape of America, 1997. Hey, and if you liked 1997, Jen, wait until you get a load of 1999, my friend. Was this a 99 thing? I think it was 99, and it felt I could feel that, that 99, 99-ness from the, the styling of the main character, Morgana, with the multiple oh piercings God. and, like, like no doubt a, a chain wallet or wallet chain and like large jeans probably enjoying corn's first album in her big 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 apartment <laughs> <laughs> so where did she live do you think so her apartment had a giant clock on the wall uh like multiple had... statues and and sort of like <laughs> reliefs in the wall and stuff and very high ceilings yeah, so it was like a loft space. I was also unclear. Mm. It seems like this takes place in L.A. this time. Mm. There, were palm, there was one shot of palm trees. So I, the first one was in, in New York, right? Yeah, it would, I, I felt like it was in New York. I don't know enough about the geography of the place to confirm it, but it felt like big, big Apple-y. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm getting sort of a... Uh, a wait, are you, are you a European? No. Not anymore. We were forced to leave by... 51% of the population, so we're just our own thing again now. We're the tiny Wait. British empire again, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting. I guess you are European, because you haven't been removed from the continent. So, no, yeah, that's true. But I guess if I'm saying you're offering a European, um, you know, uh, opinion, mm. is that true? Are you offering a European opinion? I don't think that's true anymore. I mean... Your vantage is no longer European. That's true. Um, we're very much an island separate from Europe, the place that we, that we, in quotation marks, decided not to be part of anymore. So I don't know if I can give a European opinion. I can give no. my own opinion for what that's worth, but I am... Yeah. Oh, that's worth a lot. I am but a humble Wishmaster fan. Oh. <laughs> Do you want... Like, would you... I think even after watching two movies, I'd still like to see if I could get a wish in. Mm. Oh, there's potential because you think back to the first movie where where uh, Johnny Valentine simply asked Wishmaster to like go away, and Wishmaster started walking away without any sort of grisly consequences. Like I think you've either got to be really detailed and really cover all yeah. angles yeah. with your wish, or you've just got to be like go away, or like you know, right whatever get that open that window or something like that like to i feel that i feel when you start to get too emotional with it that's when he's he's gonna sneak up on you and things are gonna happen though even open that window uh, i think he would could just throw you out the window that's yeah you see i've i'd be dead immediately (laughs) (laughs) there's no the grammar so the his first his second kill or not even i guess he killed him um, it was when the cop showed up mm-hmm. and, and just says, freeze, which isn't a wish. No, not a it wish. It is a command. But hey, when you make a command at the Wishmaster, I guess you can just very easily go, oh, that's your wish. He's got a hair trigger on that wish grunting, you know what I mean? Anything <laughs> that sort of is even adjacent to a wish that he might hear or misinterpret, he's like, as you wish. <laughs> as you wish. Be careful what you wish for. Um, oh, he, <laughs> he freezes him. Which just immediately is like, my God, the grammar just, this is like, this is a grammarian's, uh, like, 
this is you're you're oh my god my brain is so sleepy still i need a little pep you need to eat some cigarettes is what you need to do yeah god i'll have to go amy amy go get me a two packs of cigarettes <laughs> uh grammarians are this is a heyday for a grammarian because like that's like if you just said freeze there's so much fucking room for the gin to to fuck your day but if you wish i want you to be frozen in ice gin like i feel like that's a wish that would work right i think you're right i think it's like if you've directed if it's very pointedly directed at the gin uh, there's got to be very little wriggle room for the gin to fuck you over on it like if- right so a wish like i want you to without so it just has to be a paragraph of basically like a big sentence paragraph where you write it out, make sure it's all good, and then just say something like, so without harming anyone on the planet, I would like for you, specifically the jinn, and only you, the jinn, to uh, live in the center of the earth. <laughs> I just don't know that there's like any way that he could get around that. I don't think, I don't think he could fuck you over on that. I think that that's... Just watertight, right? Because this whole thing at the end, Morgana's is like, "I want you to to die," and he's like, "Well, evil never dies, and so you cannot wish for evil to die. Everything that's eternal cannot be changed." So he gets around that, and but like, if you send him, we've seen in the first one, you can specifically send him somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you just send him, he doesn't die in the middle of the earth, but there's no one to make a wish. Unless maybe there are lots of, I don't know, I guess I've never been to the middle of the earth. I think it depends who you talk to, whether or not the center of the earth is inhabited. Right. It would be fucking sick if the djinn was a flat earther and he's like, well, I cannot send myself to the center of the earth because there's no such thing. I live on an eternal plane. It's turtles all the way down. Surrounded by the ice wall. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. So no middle. But yeah, I think something like that would work. And maybe we'll see. Hmm. Because so far we've gotten out of it with time travel, mm-hmm. and uh, I honestly already forget her wish was that Morgana's wish was that the 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 man that she shot oh, yeah, yeah. didn't die. The, the security guard that she shot didn't die because she let's was... talk about this. Yeah, the fucking the weirdest the weirdest part of this movie is the uh religious like this we were talking earlier about green versus red this is basically like jinn versus christ this is a weirdly i don't think the movie itself is religious but it really explores the the like the way the exorcist i don't think is a religion well maybe it's a bad example because it ends pretty poorly but like you don't need to be a fucking jesus freak to enjoy these exorcism style movies where the main characters are like priests and shit. Mm, this movie absolutely. like completely puts all its chips onto uh, the religious transformation of the punk hacker. Exactly. The cleansing of the punk hacker's spirit by chopping off her little finger, <laughs> removing little finger. all of it, a little finger coming straight off, piercings gone, all the cool braids in her hair gone. Eyeliner gone. Uh, any black garment gone. Just it's pure so white. It's so fucking good. It feels very sort of pointed at like the sort of youth culture of the 1990s and how they're like 
so is there perhaps a little was there perhaps a little bit of a mini satanic panic happening in the uh, in the 90s around new right. metal <laughs> yeah it, exactly around new metal specifically it's such a weird because in that way it does feel like her transformation is never it's not seen as silly no. she wins by by removing her piercings by un like mm. washing her hair for the first time in her life for wearing <laughs> nice clothes all these things that i found to be so funny just like actually worked and it's, it's mm. such a it's a goofy movie it's it's hard to know they're i don't know maybe they just thought it was funny and interesting but it's just like i don't know someone with uh tattoos that never washes his hair i found it a little bit you know like whoa do they want hey whoa how am i gonna fare against the gin in my current what? state of impurity oh my god you'd have to you'd have to chop a at least a little at least a little finger off i mean you you, you have way more uh, we both have way more tattoos than more morgana did and i think personally i'm gonna have to cut off a lot more than a little finger to wash the sin away to be quite yeah. frank i might have to lo- lose at least sort of 90 percent of my torso maybe or just just i'm just a head in a jar now i'm and now i'm pure in the eyes of in the eyes of christ because the blood of the <laughs> that, lamb cleanses all sins charles don't forget right that. that's true but mostly the blood of you you, need to, you own, need to get rid of most <laughs> of your blood first. I love just sort of whilst we're talking about Gregory, the pastor or the priest. I found him to be very unsupportive towards Morgana, who's clearly going through like she's just lost her, her boyfriend Eric. Like she's clearly traumatized. She's you know not having a great time, and she goes to to gregory for comfort and he's like well your boyfriend's dead and he wasn't the right man for you anyway uh and you basically you shouldn't you don't belong in here <laughs> like why are you here you don't I think he even says you don't belong in here right to morgana entering a church which is you know that's not very supportive greg is it not no. very supportive greg is uh he's a he's a shitbag he is he's one of the shitbag. worst types of yeah fucking real nightmare shitbag He's what, what? He's a nice, what is he, a soft boy or a nice boy? He's one of those like awful gaslighty creeps that, I think that's why those movies really cool and funny is that like the worst people win at the end. Yeah. Like they transform a woman who's like confronted by, like she loves this guy. That scene in the, in the fucking, in the, in the museum where he gets shot and is dying, like She's a great actor. Like I totally the, believe that she was absolutely. going through it. Yeah, like there's I was I think I even made one of a note saying there's sunset beach levels of melodrama in this in this movie. In between the gore, the the sort of emotional parts are really like really good. Like the 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 person that plays Morgana, great actor. Like Greg, the shitbag priest, he's really good. He's really great at being a shitbag priest, so he's like a great yeah. great actor as well. Like it feels like they've got that that strong foundation for those <laughs> ridiculous things to be happening in the background yeah and it's pretty sick i'm i'm like really into not that i agree with the transformation but i love this movie that it's just like it's about this this woman is like forced by through the power of the jinn and through the power of christ to just like evaporate her actual life and become uh, a boring ass piece like just nothing she just gives herself up mm. which i don't think that was the intention of the filmmakers but it's really i think it was really fun that 
her success was to just like actually strip away all of her emotion mm. and who she is as a person and individuality yeah yeah exactly like that was a thing I've, i i i kind of i don't know it, it made me feel like so, like sorry for her but ultimately she was able to you know defeat the gin and right the wrong that she'd done in murdering that security guard so it's kind of a happy ending for her i mean sure she's one like digit down on one of her fingers but like everything turned out kind of okay and i think she did a great job like i i was sort of feeling on on the the second watch towards the end of the film like because it it feels like you know when greg goes down to confront the gin and it and and the gin's basically like I'm the devil, dude. Like, you get out of my house. And and Greg comes back to Morgana all, like, shell-shocked and being like, he's not of this world, and all, like, shaking shaking and frightened. Like, it, it, it almost feels like Morgana's like, well, Christ, Greg tried. Christ didn't do quite <laughs> enough. I need to do the special incantation and trap him in the gem myself. And it kind of felt yeah. a little bit like there's all these useless men around me like there was in the first film, but she just gets the job done at the end. Like, right, you're going back in the gem. Stop fucking yeah. about. In you come. Thank you very much. Like, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's great. I love Greg is such a pathetic worm and his death. Well, I, I don't, I honestly don't understand the wish. Uh, nope. The wish that turns him into Christ. What was it? He's like, I want you to go to hell. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how he got no. he he turned into Christ on the cross, but I'm so glad he did. So I'm willing to overlook that. Yeah, the <laughs> the it not making sense for for Greg literally being crucified. It's like I almost felt like I was watching a Hellraiser movie for a second. I was right. Like, this is like this is so so good, so gleefully like nihilistic, but fun and goofy at the same time. And so good. Right. But it feels like a fitting a fitting end for for Greg given his lack of support and constant, near constant quoting of Bible scripture when his Absolutely. friend is clearly very traumatized and upset. Yeah, it's so fun. It's like, this isn't the Jin's. I don't think this is the Jin's MO. Well, no, he sort of does it. He does it to Johnny Fairplay. Not Johnny Fairplay. I'm watching too much Survivor. John, Johnny Valentine. And Johnny Valentine. In the first one where he'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, you're, you're trapped in your job. Well, why don't I trap you in a, mm-hmm. a bowl of water or something? Wouldn't you um, like to escape? He sort of twists there. So, like, the fact that Greg has over and over again shown himself to be like, oh, I'm the man of Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm better than everybody else because mm-hmm. I'm the man of Christ. And then he just becomes Christ and it sucks. And uh-huh. It's so fucking great. Sucks to be Christ. It's, uh, yeah, especially on that, on that particular day, on that cross, did not look comfortable. Sure. But, yeah, he all, like, he, I think earlier in the movie, Morgana asks him, like, you know, do you believe in the devil? And he says, I believe in God. And yeah. kind of poo-poos the idea of there being a devil. So I really, really enjoy him going to visit Demarest in prison and getting like totally freaked out by him. Because it feels like, you know, he kind of, you know, you've got to, you've got to pay the devil his dues, I suppose, in this case. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like that. I like that um, if you believe in God, you've you got to believe in the devil, which is, I think, why... Um that religion is sort of so fucked up is mm. that there mm. is this like duality and some people literally believe in the devil mm. which is that's wild to think about there are people it is wild there. To maybe think about. they're listening to this episode 
and they're just like so angry right now because they want to tell me why I should believe in the devil. I don't know. They like doing that. People who like believe in God like to tell you why they should believe in God. I think they nailed that too. Greg is such a fucking asshole. Yeah, he really, I just felt, every time he was on the screen, I just felt tired. I was like, Greg, you're, you're, you're a psychic vampire. You're draining the energy from me with your blood of the lamb bullshit. Like, your friend is very traumatized. You need to yeah, help. help them better. Like, help, help. them. Yeah, please. And eventually, I guess they do do a bit of research together and, like, Google, do a bit of Googling and find out uh-huh. the, the special the special uh, incantation to chant. Um, you know, God didn't have anything to do with that. You Googled it with your friend. That's the, that's the power of friendship, Greg. Yeah. Like, maybe focus on that. Yeah. It's true. Be there. Be in the room when you're Googling. That's something nice. If someone's going through something, a lot of people are, oh, I should... Um, you know, make them a casserole. That's nice. Never mind. That's a good one. Um, That's a good one. But yeah, maybe oh, I should convert them to Christianity and tell them mm-hmm. how they live their life. Ter- no, just sit, sit, sit in a different chair while the other person sits in their own chair and Google stuff. Yeah, and just That's say nice. like, "Are you okay? Do you need anything? Would you like a hot drink?" You know, don't start yeah. coming. Out, don't start slut shaming them or start. You know, yeah, saying like you really shouldn't go into a church. You absolute slattern or whatever. Like it's just no. Don't right. do that, Greg. And he has ulterior motives where he really just wants to, he wants, as the djinn, he, the djinn told him, he's like, I want, uh, I want that ass just like you want that ass. And he does. So this is all just like his own impurity. I love that at the end of the movie, he tries to, to get the djinn back in the, the, the gem hole and he can't do it because he's impure. He's not a mm. pure guy. He sucks. He's not a pure guy. He's a total creepazoid. Yeah. And I feel that they concentrated a lot of the creepazoid nature into Greg. Because obviously in the first film, there's a lot like the main character, Alexandra, interacts with a lot more douchey, creepazoid men. Whereas yep. Morgana only really is really, really interacting with, with Greg and, and the, the Wishmaster. So I feel that Greg does a very good... The guy that plays Greg does a very good job of being a total sleazy, like hot priest, smokescreen, gaslighty <laughs> idiot. Yeah. No, and I honestly don't think that's what they were going for. I, I don't know. No. There's like no... The, all the text is like showing that, oh, this movie is like celebrating. He, he survives the end. They sort of like mm-hmm. make out. Uh, mm-hmm. like, but seeing how cool Morgana used to be. Do you think she even changed her name? Morgana's such a cool-ass name that Jesus can't support someone named Morgana. I bet she's dropped the A. I bet she's just Morgan now. I bet she's just going yeah. to Morgan. Or she's probably like Emily Rose or something. Mm. Yeah. Bethany. Or maybe just, yeah, maybe just um, the Virgin Mary. Maybe she just changed her name <laughs> to the Virgin Mary. All capitals, the Virgin Mary, like MF Doom. Just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's a solo uh, artist now. Yeah. yeah. She's touring. The Virgin she's Mary. Touring. Um, can we talk about the... There's a, there's a couple of deaths. There's a couple of kills that I feel we need to spend some time talking about. Yeah. There's one uh, that just is the best death, I think, so far in the entire franchise. Okay, I hope we're thinking which which one... Are we... Which one, are we, which one are you thinking about? Are we thinking about All right, the same one? All right, do you want to one? say uh, one, two, three, and then we say the death that we both love? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, you count. Okay. All right, one, two, 
three. Lawyer fucking himself to death. (laughs) (laughs) But the person walking through the the cell is a close second. And honestly, I think in terms of like the the practical effects for that that particular one, it's so good, so hilarious, and but also so fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, it's revolting. It's oh, I love it so much. It's just gross and stupid and fun. See, and that's the gin I love. That's my gin. That's classic the, gin. The gin, because, you know, walk through, I just want to walk through these bars and get the fuck out of jail. Like, that's that's a phrase that people would say. Mm-hmm. And it's also a great test for a gin, because you expect him to just be like, great, you can now walk through bars and leave. Mm. But no, the gin's like, great, your wish is done. Oh, your bone, nothing is going to be different other than that you will successfully make it through this bar. And we watch over the course of probably a minute and a half mm-hmm. of his bones like breaking and bending and his face squeezing through. It's just like that scene, it was awesome. And that's, I was like, oh my. And I'm so glad it came early too because I feel like this movie has probably like like 80% less gore than the first one. It's a, it's way, it's a very different kind of movie. It's way more focused on the like the melodrama of the main character and Greg shitbag and the gore sort of is more lightly sprinkled. So I'm really happy that we got the goopiest, crunchiest, goriest, bloodiest, disgustingest death out of the way early so then I could sort of it fueled me. It fueled me like a pack of cigarettes would, I think. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like chomping down 20, a 20 deck of Marlboro Red. Do they make them a, a bigger pack? I feel like this is a bigger... Do they make like 40 packs? Like, or is a pack of cigarettes always the same size? I think that you can get them in packs of 20 and packs of 10. Um, okay. So I, I smoke loose tobacco. I roll my own cigarettes because, no. because I'm an artist. But, uh, but yeah. So maybe... Um, well, maybe this is the equivalent then of just uh, gobbling down a loose bag, a whole bag. Just it's a quick one. It's like I'll get myself going, I'll get myself moving with this quick, quick bag of uh, tobacco. Chomp, chomp, chomp. And yeah, now I'm good to go. I'm I'm back. I've warmed up, got my eye in. I'm ready to go. Ready yeah. to face the day. Or what do you think about maybe an like a horse oat bag? And I could do it just over the course of a few hours, just slowly chomping. Yeah, just sort of grazing. That'd be really, really savoring it, appreciating it. Yeah. Do you think we should throw in pips of p- pips of paper? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, just for sort of a bit the of texture, filters. A bit of, yep, filters. Give a, a bit of roughage, a bit of fiber to the uh, to the proceedings. Okay, I've changed my mind. Um, put that. So put the the cigarettes. Get a blender. Mm-hmm. Put all of that in the blender, and maybe a whole um, stick of butter. Oh yes, a whole stick of butter. And I guess you need some sort of liquid. That's not going to. Pl- I mean. That might- Tobacco's pretty dried out at that point. Yeah, that's not going to blend really well. I think you could just you know, get some cold brew coffee in there, just sort of yeah, a pint, milk. pint of cold brew coffee. Yeah, yeah, a bit of milk. Lovely. <laughs> oh, it's an energy. That's a you don't take. You can keep your protein drinks and your yeah, and your caffeinated caffeinated soft drinks. I will take whatever the hell. Yeah. Is. <laughs> are you are you um a monster or or a nos head monster? I've had I've I've dabbled with uh, monster energy drinks. Um, they are they they taste okay. They make my heart feel like it's going to explode quite often yes. when I drink one. Um, but I that guess that's kind of the you. point. 
No, it can't. Did you? Do you have? I guess it's similar to. I guess you guys in the in the United States used to have something called Four Loco. I understand, uh-huh. which was a caffeinated alcoholic energy drink. Yeah, we we have a, a variant over here. I don't know if you if you guys have it called Dragon Soup, <laughs> uh, and it is a seven point two percent alcohol by volume, taurine and caffeine laced fruit like energy drink and they come in the big tall like pint cans yeah and uh yeah and and they yeah what's the what's the base is it like just a malt beverage i'm gonna look this up dragon soup dragon soup it is what an absolutely british name for something like that and it's like it's yeah the soup is spelled s-o-o-p not not the not the usual not the usual way that you would spell soup yeah dragon soup there it is I guess it's yeah. I guess ridiculous. Maybe a malt. I'm over eighteen. I'm over eighteen. Well, that's good because you need to be to drink one of these. Yeah. Wait, is eighteen the the drinking age over there? Eighteen is the the legal age of of drinking here in in the UK, but quite often in pubs and bars and uh, shops, uh, they will ask you to provide ID if you look less than twenty five years old. Yeah. Uh, which is always, but I never get ID'd because I look like a thousand year old tree <laughs> yeah you do have sort of an ent an ent vibe yeah tree beard vibes i've been told i resemble tree beard quite a lot yeah the the i think a beard over a certain length ages it doesn't age you as a person but it ages how you look dramatically once you get over like an inch i feel like yeah also um the artist of the week Dra- do you want to hear about the dragon soup artist of the of, of the week? I'd love to. Uh, here's a picture. Oh wow! Who we got? Me- Mima Mero. Are you familiar with Mima Mero? I've never heard of Mima Mero. <laughs> she looks really uncomfortable. She looks. And she's up, she's the... waist up to her waist in what looks like the open <laughs> open water. Maybe. The Wait, is that dragon ocean. soup? Is she up to her oh waist? Oh my in god! A vat she's, in, of soup? she's immersed in blue raz dragon soup. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like my favorite. I love blue raz. Blue raz, oh, it's the greatest of fruits. God, so fucking funny. If um, if this were an American company, there's no way they'd be called Dragon Soup. It's it's a you British people name thing. There's like the goofiest shit. It's so funny. Well, we've got a long long heritage with with dragons. Obviously, King Arthur slayed the dragon right. in historical times. So you know. Um, it's actually part of our heritage, and it's. Uh, and I'm deeply offended of, of, uh, that you've made fun of that. I... So, 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 so <laughs> let me um, backtrack just a little bit. The dragon part, pretty cool. <laughs> Breathes fire, mm-hmm. wreaks havoc, mm-hmm. hoards gold. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more concentrated on soup, spelled S O O P. Oh yeah, that that yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) That is kind of goofy. You do, you British people have a long heritage and a history of soup. I've got what maybe three, four cans of soup in in downstairs in the kitchen, ready to go at any time if I need it. Yeah, I will puree every every and any meal down into a soup, a broth, a bisque, whatever. Just make it liquid, and that's how I will consume it. Make it into a soup, please. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That's the best way. If you um, don't have to use muscles, why would you? It's easy. It's just easier. But you just, it's just, it's just liquid. You can be cold. It can be hot. It doesn't matter. You mm-hmm. don't even have to. There's no effort. You just 
you just take mm-hmm. a solid and you just bl- you just blast it to a liquid just bl- pummel it down puree it God. down what do you think would happen if i if the gin was like yeah, Charles, you have you have one wish, and I just like I want to be soup. Make me soup. What what kind of soup would you like to be, Charles? Hey, uh, it's your. That's it. I left it open. This is your. You can go go crazy, man. You can turn me into uh, turn me into blood baby soup. Cream of mushroom, it is. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I actually do quite like cream of mushroom, but yeah, no. me too. Great soup. Though I have to get the, I have to make it with like coconut milk or something, or or mm. a different kind of creaminess. Mm. If you put cashews mm. in oat milk mm. and blend that up, just a little tip. That's nice. Ooh. That's nice. What's the, that's also that sounds like you've just made a soup, just a soup by itself, just <laughs> cashew soup, <laughs> cashew and oat soup, soup, perfect. Oh, gin, turn me into that. Turn me into please. Soup. <laughs> God, I'll be, I'll be so delicious. I think I would be okay. Do you think I'd be a sentient soup or would it just become a normal a, a normal soup? I like the idea of a sentient soup. I think yeah. that, I think you'd make a, a fantastic you could you could still record the podcast as a soup if you're a sentient soup somehow. Hmm. Yeah, it might be a little more boring. But yeah, I could I mic you up. So yeah, maybe ooh, this is good. So I'm a sentient soup that's made out of just cashews and oat milk but i mm-hmm. have telepathic powers sentient telepathic soup yeah yeah so i can uh force amy to set up the podcasting equipment um go and get you yeah. more cigarettes to eat things like that <laughs> oh that's true i can still eat my cigarettes because all you have to do is just leave them in the soup and they'll slowly exactly. just dissolve. absorbs it yeah this is great. I, I'm so happy. Some people, I feel like, even if they can't even figure out three wishes, uh, I'll be so quick with the wish when the gin comes. Like, oh, turn me into sentient soup, please. That's it. I don't even need any more wishes. Just turn me into that soup. Yeah, and then you... I'll, uh, wait, I'll wish for... If, if you promise not to harm me, I'll wish for three. That'll be my third wish. And then I can live in hell as a sentient soup. That sounds fucking awesome. That 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 does sound like that's the dream. Yeah, because people, it's hot. It seems hot in hell. Mm. At least that's what I've been told. Mm-hmm. That seems uncomfortable. But uh, the 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 what's the blood temperature? Not really the blood temperature, but like I feel like I'm a soup is can get to hundreds of degrees. Mm. They like spending time in the fire. Makes it safely get to a hundred degrees. They're they're made. It's like literally made to be boiled and simmered so hell yeah. would be the perfect place for a sentient soup oh my god I ca- a hope i turn into soup b hope i go to hell that's it that's my new life goals sorry i'm quitting my job sorry i'm getting off social media i'm it's trying to attain something here actually maybe it would be good to have an uh, influencer lifestyle as a sentient soup well no, before pre-soup people get help pre-soup get yeah. yeah i think yeah you can that's that's the uh, one way i mean influencer lifestyle is a one way path to becoming sentient soup yeah I mean, we, yes. that's all we, we all know that yeah I'll have one ticket please uh <laughs> on the on the train train life to soup uh what do you why do you think everyone thought the gin was gay i don't know i was this was <laughs> this was i think 99 the golden age of the f slur we, we've amazing uh, we three times in this film they drop that. yeah 
the 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 particular my particular favorite was the the prisoner the the previously mentioned guy that walked through the bars that sort of was very aggressively homophobic to 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 <laughs> yes. the gin my favorite Incredible. line was when he pointed out his shoes and said yeah. what are they some sort of english shit and they're just a <laughs> pair of shoes like yeah, I wrote that. I know they. I wrote that down. That was one of my eight notes. Was uh, the English shoes, um, and they're just it. It cuts to the shoes. They have mm-hmm. a a budget. They could have spent at least like I don't know. They could have bought some nice shoes or borrowed nice shoes from a different set. Like mm-hmm. they just got the chunkiest, like ugliest, normalest looking shoes. It's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. That actor ruled. The guy who's like given his two minutes to oh just my God, he was yell awful slurs at mm-hmm. the gin he fucking went for it that actor i don't know if he's been in anything else but uh he's a legend he's the legend of this movie for me it was uh, he 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 was great his delivery it was perfect like he made he made use of full use of his like two or three minutes in the film and then was smushed through some some like prison bars so I, that's yeah he deserves an oscar he does he's a terrible actor like you can see yeah all the architecture of his acting style but it's just it doesn't matter he supersedes acting i think he he sort of he does such a bad job of it that it's almost more endearing and uh, emotionally responsive to see the actor do this rather than the character because i don't care about this guy in jail yeah his performance really did yeah it made you it made it it i don't it made me care about how quickly he was going to get tortured by the gin, and that's you know, I feel like he's at one of a great one of a great line of like sort of meat for the meat grinder that is the gin's quest for more souls whilst he's incarcerated. Um, yeah, which is great. Can we talk about the lawyer that that fucks himself to death? Yes, please. <laughs> We've spent a lot of time with the the guy who walks through a wall. Let's yeah, let's talk about um this lawyer i think it's i think this scene sort of is where we're at i think this is a great moment of the franchise because it shows that it's we're in a new place i think Mm -hmm. just the the whole the whole again jin takes the 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 robert i believe the criminal's name was saying that his lawyer he'd like his lawyer to go fuck himself and then in a meeting with his lawyer, the sheer physics-defying chaos of seeing someone's legs sort of rotate round and bend up. Yeah. And, and as a man starts to somehow have sex with himself. Another amazing actor. Because before that happens, the, scene, the one he's like first experiencing the pleasure and pain... Uh-huh. Yeah, another Oscar, please get this. Number. Yes, get every Oscar goes to Wishmaster too. Alert the Academy next year. Tw- next year's Oscars are going to be dominated by a film from 1999, <laughs> and it's going to be Wishmaster two. When he, when he gives his like pain to giggle, it's like, where did that sound come from? What yeah what trauma in your life did you have to explore to get? That's right, Robert. And of course, you know. With- my connections at the police department and the DA's office. Well, you know, I could... Oh, God damn, what was that? <laughs> so fucking good. 
And yeah, it's it, it's and, and and just the part where he's he's shouting for the guard, and he's like, get, "This get help him. He's sick." And he's, he's like, sick. No, well, he's he's having. It looks like he's having a, a good time. It's right. hard to tell. The end of that scene is fascinating, where you have two men, uh, a guard and a prisoner, just and they like stand there, and it, the camera just lingers on them watching this guy fuck himself to death. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't know what I would do if uh. I was so I'm same a prison guard. Mm-hmm. I bring a, a guy to see his his lawyer. A couple minutes go by, and I'm trying to not murder someone. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's pretty appropriate limit on myself to keep for just a couple minutes. And then I hear a knock, and I go, "Okay," and burst in, expecting the worst. And there's a man fucking himself. And I just like, hmm. hmm. I don't know that I would approach, but I also don't know if I would leave. I yeah I wouldn't I don't know if I'd want to approach. Oh, it looks like you know he's having an intimate moment with himself. Perhaps needs a little bit of privacy, but also it would be hard not to, not to, not to watch that occurring because mm-hmm. how often yeah. how often do you see that? Never. You never see that, do you? <laughs> never. Yeah, that's a once in a lifetime. Yeah, just or uh, maybe this is pre pre iPhone, but I think if this were a contemporary film both of them would just be filming that save that for later that would be oh i'm doing i'm going live on instagram with the with yes. what, whatever the hell this is happening in front of me so what do you think do you think he the rotation of i'm just trying to imagine like why his legs needed to like spin they spun around yeah. right independently of each other they span you know, inwards. One was going clockwise, one was going anti-clockwise. And so, I don't understand how that helps the penis get to the asshole. I would sort of get it if they they crunched, like, fully, or, I don't know. It's just such a hard... I can't quite imagine it. It's like a it's like a Buddhist koan or something like that, like, trying to get your head <laughs> round there. <laughs> like, yeah. how... How Fuck is this... To death. Like, huh... I mean, hmm. I feel like the more literal fuck himself to death would be just him to, like, fuck something dangerous. Because I think fuck himself to death doesn't necessarily imply that he needs to be fucking himself. He is fucking yeah. him, himself he, to death. Yeah. So this idea that it needs to be his penis and his asshole, I, I think that's a very... I don't even, I think the grammar of it is, it's like a very structuralist reading of uh, that sentence. I don't think he, I, I think he could have done something else, like fucking a lion. The, like, or... I think the, the gingers obviously thought, you know what, this, this one's for me. I've always, wanted to, I've always wanted to see this particular thing happen. And I'm, I've got enough souls. I'm, gather, I'm gathering souls. I'll just treat myself. Yeah, a little treat. I love these treats. You're, you're, you're definitely pro-gin. I can. Oh, I can read I'm. That in I'm. You. I'm pro. Pro gin. Yeah, you want all the treats. You want him to get all the treats. Yeah, he deserves it. He's been cooped up in that in that fire opal for so long. Yeah. This time round, he's just hungry for souls. He's just. It's dinner time for the gin. It's dinner time. Mmm. That should have been the fucking scratch. Evil never dies. Wishmaster two. It's gin. Dinner time. It's dinner time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this movie does go a little further on the, the quips. I do like still that no mm-hmm. one's really responding to them. He does make like 
things that are like Arnold Schwarzenegger quips and everyone's just like, Oh yeah. What, what are you talking about? So that's uh-huh. nice. I do. I do like that, but it is, this movie is a little goofier, mm-hmm. a little safer. Mm. It's way more ambitious though. And I think we can sort of wrap things up. Cause like this movie really like there's scenes where she does research, not just like about who to like the first one, there's research scenes and I'm all about a research scene. I like mm. a research scene, but that was like, Oh, like, yeah, a little bit needs to be about how to understand the opal, but a lot of it's like, how do I talk to the gar? How do I talk to the the boat guy? And how do I talk to this guy? And how do I get there? Mm. This is like, we learn. He's reading that weird-ass Bible or whatever that's in another language. Mm. And he tells us about uh, the genie that way. And then we learn about... So, like, we learn a lot more about the lore and, like, he needs a thousand and one souls. And we get very... And, and he's very specific about only giving one wish, where I think in the first one, correct me if I'm wrong, I might be wrong, the guy who wishes the other guy to get cancer, did he get two wishes or was that his only wish? I think that's his, I think that was his only wish, but I, I definitely remember, you know, examples of the djinn using his, like, magic powers. No, we think about the auction guy where he's asking him if he would like this particular vase to be... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, and then he turns that into gold and then, you know, shortly later explodes the aircraft that his mother was on. So... <laughs> Like yeah, he's he's been a bit more slapdash in the first film, right? Um, he must have had commu- communication from the Jin Council about right. breaches of uh, of protocol. Like, you've really got to tighten up yeah. on this one wish. Come each. on, apart from apart from the person, apart from your fr- your friend, they can have three, and then that'll make the apocalypse happen. So yeah, it's sick. I like that this movie is uh way more locked in on that even though it's sort of boring and not like it makes for a less gory less just like visceral movie but i think i really respect that they went all in on the well what what if it like let's actually make a story about a djinn that needs a thousand one souls and Mm. needs and and tricks everyone and it's it's 10 minutes longer Mm -hmm. i think it's sort of felt that those extra 10 minutes are a little heavier but overall Mm -hmm. this movie is like fucking one of the weirdest it could have been so silly and just like cashing in on the gore train and they like really went all in on making an emotional drama about mm. uh two stunted boring people becoming uh just erasing themselves to escape the gin it's like it's really cool it is in a lot of ways to it it feels like everything a sequel to a film like Wishmaster should be like you get to know a bit more about the law, like you were saying. Like you see the gin. It feels. I mean, I don't know. I didn't count how many how many deaths there were in each film, but like it felt like there was more more um, sprinkled throughout this film because it was a little longer. There's, you know, it felt like you saw more variation. It was goofy, kind of goofy and cartoonish again, and it, it was even more so in this one, but. Yeah, it expands on the first one in all the right ways, and you just get more of the gin being quippy, and it's it's hard not to love this film for me. It's just the practical effects are great as again, like there's yeah. lots of gross stuff. Like it's just it's a beautiful, beautiful continuation of the gin story. Yeah, it is beautiful. He's beautiful. I think, again, loopholes and and nitpicking, I'm not a huge fan of how he gets, I think that's the one limit is that like, oh, we need a thousand and one souls and we definitely, even in 10 minutes, we can't really figure out how to do that. I Mm. think 
the way he gets the souls in the casino is a little bit cheating. I think it actually goes against the tenets of Jinhood. But maybe, hey, maybe in third one, he'll get a, another talking to. And it says, hey, man, that's not really cool to unconsensually wish for everyone. Well, that's it. I think, I think it, it felt, it did feel like there's a part where he interprets the casino owner saying the casino wishes everybody the best of luck. Right, that's still and, just one and wish. He, and it's like, yeah, that's just one wish. That doesn't mean that you can just like literally fuck up all of these people's lives <laughs> yeah. and steal their souls, Jin. Like there are rules. You said it yourself numerous times, especially right. to his Russian friend. Uh, oh my god, he was desperate for so Russian many. Guy. A legend so much in happens movie. in this movie, though. It yeah, takes, it feels like a season of television squished down into a movie. It like really it could, does. They could expand. They could have expanded it so much. They could have made two movies out of that. They could have made wow, a casino wow, wow. movie and a prison movie. But they thought, no, we're going to smush it together and only add like 10 minutes to the, to the runtime from the yeah, first film. Yeah, it's crazy. The Russian guy is uh, one of the just the weirdest actors and doing, mm. doing so much. And they all speak in Russian. I didn't, there were no subtitles for me. No, nope. uh, I don't know about Same. you. Same. No subtitles yeah. for me either. So it's a, another weird choice for like a super low budget movie to have people actually speaking in russian which is i mean i know that the Jin is an, a russian argentinian actor yeah so he speaks russian but it's just like you have to then wonder like wow i wonder how much control he had in the writer's room and stuff to actually like land him scenes speaking in his his like first language it's so funny it's brilliant like I, that's another part of what i love about it that, you know that that andrew divoff the the, the titular Jin is just so weirdly charismatic and creepy. But yeah, un- again, unable to take my eyes off him. Almost like a, I'm witnessing a lawyer banging themselves to death. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's a perfect uh, gin, which is sort of, I guess I'll ask you, I know that he's gone. Actually, I think he's gone. This is the last movie with him as the gin. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. That's, that's a wrap for, for Andrew Divoff on, on the Wishmaster franchise. So it's sort of cheating, but we do know that. And I just want to know, are you asking when will it end? Like, is that even the knowledge, a little peek into the future that he's no longer our gin? Is that going to scare you? Or are you still just like all in, ready to go? I... I mean, I based on this movie, based on the content of this movie itself, I, I, I would never ask when would it end. I, I want to, you know, I would, I would have wanted to see, to have seen, like maybe a whole movie set in a casino and, and you know the, That's the true. chaos therein. So, on 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 one hand, I'm 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 absolutely not asking that. But then knowing that that that's it, that's it for 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 the gin. Um, scary as we know him, it's scary. I'm apprehensive. I I. I have watched the third film once before in my life, and I do not remember anything about it. Um, and I've never seen the fourth one, so um, yeah, I'm apprehensive. But based on what we've seen in Wishmaster Two, I, I I could never ask when would it end because it gave it gave me it gave me so much. It gives so much. Yeah. So yeah, that's like yeah. I'm glad you didn't cheat because yeah, no, this is like I'm not asking either. There's there's no way this this is just like. Uh, they've even they've done the perfect sequel thing where they don't repeat the first one they make a brand new movie and they actually like dive into the lore in a way that's expansive rather Mm. than annoying like if again we bring up terminator 2 i think we brought that up last time like Mm -hmm. that movie 
explores the lore in a way that is fucking annoying. It's stupid. It asks questions. It answers questions no one was asking. Mm-hmm. And it just it spends way too much time dithering around and shit that's boring. Where this is like clean, quick. It makes things, I think, a little too big. This movie got too big for its britches. Still wearing tiny mm-hmm. pants. Uh-huh. But I, 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 like a, I, I like a gin in t- small pants. A big gin, tiny pants. Big gin, tiny pants. We, 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 love, we love to see gins thriving and reaching for the stars. And, and that's, that's exactly what he did right. in this movie. So we, I see this movie going in, in three directions. Wishmaster 3 could be Jin uh, continues to wear the tiny pants well. Mm-hmm. Or the gin explodes, they get too big, and the pants blow up. Or the gin just evaporates and all we're left with is pants. So I don't really... It's, it's complicated. But I think this uh, all movies, you could sort of use the pants theorem for it. And we'll just have to see. We'll have to see Wishmaster 3, what, what happens. We will, we will have to see. And um, there's, you know, there's potential. There's, there's potential for it to be, for it to be great. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I need to spend too much more time talking about my MVD. It's very clear which one it was. Uh, it's the guy walking. Like, the, it does move, this movie ends with a party scene, which I really liked. I was like, wow, I'm checking my watch. 90 minutes have passed. There has not been a fucked up party. Yeah. Where's a little the fucked scared. up party? <laughs> we get there it's a little goofier there's like flying playing cards there's mm-hmm. very casino centric deaths which i found um funny like the rolling knifed uh roulette, oh, the roulette tape. oh my god that was so good they really hellraiser threed the, he- yeah. the heck out of the end of this like i actually loved the party scene it felt like it felt like our treat like yeah done so well sitting through an extra 10 minutes the, the previous <laughs> film so here's yeah. Here's a roulette wheel that's got fucking like that grows knives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One guy just explodes. I don't really even understand what happened to him, but yeah, I, I guess the playing cards blew out of his tum tum. I don't. Yeah. It was, it's it's goofy. There's the old lady that shits a load of gold yes! coins, and there's loads of like <laughs> fart yeah, sound fart. effects in the background, and she's going, oh, the... "Oh, good lord!" Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's like. Uh, Madame, I think you have crapped out. And then she gets like pregnant with ba- with coins and poops them all out. But there should have been like, do you think that like the the R rated? I don't know what this movie's rated. It must have been actually rated R. But like, there must have been a cut where it's like blood and shit and coins. And the MPA oh. was like, hmm, let's just try coins and see how that feels. But I <laughs> why I, did see, we I, just I, try coins? I wanted the blood and shit and coins cut of this movie. I think. Yeah, I like the first one a little more, but I'm not because this fell down in any specific way other than just like, I think I want these movies to be a little bit more uncomfortable. And this sort of was like Mm. a looser, just like melodramatic, character driven. And I think if they'd thrown in a little more shit and piss and blood, Mm -hmm. baby, sign me up for that. Never hurts. Never hurts. Yeah. Never hurts. Um, But my MVD is definitely the jail cell. Like that actually, I was like, this is going on for so long. It's disgusting me, and I love it. It's it's so good. Mm. Are you clinging to the the fucked lawyer, or are you? I'm, I am. I am clinging to the fucked lawyer. I mean, it's there are so, so many, so many um, amazing, amazing deaths in this film. But the one that has always stuck with me since I first saw it is is the lawyer fucking himself to death. Like if you if you 
like you just have to watch this movie simply you, like simply for that scene you won't be able to believe your eyes it's incredible yeah slack jawed in amazement yeah the everyone is acting uh way too much and it's really great it's perfect mm-hmm. the i really like the guy who plays the prisoner yes he's great i think he's actually sort of made a career i hope um but yeah he's really great too yeah him and and the law- the lawyer as well was was great like i just that that whole scene for me was was just yeah Mwah. yeah that's kiss and the little irony that the shitty lawyer comes in actually finally redeeming himself being like mm-hmm. oh only i know the secrets of how to get you off and i uh, sorry that it took me so long but you know once i talked to the da whoa whoa <laughs> and then he fucks himself to death and this old man wishes himself back into jail it's a very sad story very this sad story is, yeah multi-layered it contains multitudes wishmaster 2 it's yes. gin do you have um do you have a mvp is like their one character that's really um you were johnny valentine last last episode <sighs> johnny valentine last time of course there's the only person the only person i think that that can come close to johnny valentine's powerful charisma it was the it was your mvd the the prisoner that gets smushed through the <laughs> Yeah. The bars. Simply because of the way he talks to the gin. I think he refers to his the gin having a tight yuppie ass. Uh-huh. And, uh and really stumbled uh, over cool. that line too. I love that he they re- they kept really that cut. Like, <laughs> it's like are we are we going again? No, we'll keep it in. <laughs> um there was the, where he referred to him as, as oh yeah, refers to his his shoes as being what is this? there's some English shit. Like yeah. joyful, a real so scenery chewing and over the top, yep. which was fitting for the way he gets uh, smushed through right. the jail cell bars. So he would be my my yeah my MVP. For he sure. was how about you? Aggressively and arrogantly homophobic. He just like was he. I don't know who this actor was, but he really was like I don't know what the notes he was given, any direction. But he just he read this, his his lines and was like, "Hell yeah, I know I'm locked into how I'm going to play this bit," uh-huh. and he fucking did it, smashed it. I I mean I think I gotta be boring and just say Morgana. She fucking her story arc is mm. unpredictable, uh, completely just like it's just it's bad shit. It's just like some crazy shit that makes no sense. A woman who loves someone so much and. She's cool. She's got cool hair. And she's got piercings, and she's a badass. She kills cops. She's the she's a, she's a dream person. She's like my dream. And then through the course of the movie, she removes everything that makes her interesting, unwishes the death of the cop, and uh, lives a boring life, fucking a priest who 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 can't actually have sex with her because that's against his religion. It's just like fucking amazing. What a great character. It's it's a it's a unique story, and it's it's. That's beautiful. I, I, uh, yeah, I'm just, I love this film so much. I imagine she's not in the third one. I haven't looked it up, but if she comes back, like, that would be really great. Or if we get a new person to, to play around with. I don't know. That's why we talked in the last one, like, this would be a great mini series. And yeah, I, uh, uh, oh, can you still see me? Uh, oh, I can't see you, but I can still hear you. Okay. Wow. That's weird. Camera shut off. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, this is this is I, this is like we, this could be the MacGyver. Like every season, every movie could just be a new gin playground, and that's like a great horror franchise. I'm I'm all in. 
Mm. Yeah, that's a, certainly bodes bodes well based on what we've seen already. I would say. Yeah. Well, I guess my computer is telling me it's time to stop. So maybe it's a gin. I don't know. Maybe this is the twenty twenty three gin. Just sounds, sounds someone's opened up the fire opal and it's all about to go down. Wow. Well, uh, next week. Wishmaster 3. Do you know the subtitle to Wishmaster 3? Uh, Wishmaster 3, uh, it's Ginna Time 2? <laughs> <laughs>